the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. And my guest this hour is uh, Mike Bonacorsi, uh, who is a certified financial planner uh, in the New Hampshire area. Uh, he's come out with a new book called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing for Your Future. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me this afternoon, and uh, thank you to your listeners for uh, tuning in. Sure. Let's just start off with the overall situation about retirement. Um, are, are most people ready for retirement, or are most people not? And, and why, if they're not ready, what are they not doing correctly? Um, I, I think there's a number of things. Uh, a lot of people don't feel their retirement, certainly in these uh, stressful times with the markets down, a lot of doom and gloom out there. I think that's causing a lot of stress to the way people feel about their retirement. A lot of people judge their retirement readiness really uh, based on the uh, the account value of their 401k. Um, it, what I'd like to talk about are the other things other than the 401k that are important to you being ready to retire. And these are things... Um, Social Security, Medicare, creating a vision for retirement, how you want to, re, uh, how you envision retirement that people really don't pay attention to. In fact, a lot of times I sit down and talk with people who base these decisions on what their neighbor did, even what their parents or their grandparents did. They really don't look in to see how these decisions should be made for their own unique situation. Well, Mike, you're saying that it was basically people uh, think they're value their portfolio is, is what they're ready for retirement or not. You're saying there's much more to it than just the amount of assets to, to really be ready for a comfortable retirement. What are some of the other things people should be thinking about to uh, plan for a good retirement? Well, you know, Jordan, a lot of times I talk to people who really haven't got an idea of how they want to spend their retirement first and foremost. I think it's important that you create a vision of what you think your retirement might look like. Think about your retirement and maybe in five-year segments. What do you want to do the first five years? Uh, do you want to travel? Will you continue to work? Uh, is there some type of uh, passion you want to pursue? Do you want to? Are you a woodworker that wants to uh, build cabinets? Are you a gardener that wants to work in a florist shop? Um, do you want to travel the world? So I, I think that creating that vision of how you want to live your retirement is the most important uh, is, is an important first step. The next thing that goes hand in hand with that is I really think you got to share that vision with the person you're going to spend your retirement with, whether it's your spouse or, or your partner or whoever that person is, I think it's both imp important that you both share your ideas and get on the same wa wavelength as to how you think your retirement would be. The next thing I think you need to do is to sit down and take an inventory of what you have. Take a look at your uh, 401k balances. Take a look at where your income will come from during retirement. Make sure you understand what your cash flow is going to be in retirement. Understand where your health care will come from. And even look beyond retirement. Take a look at your estate planning uh, situation. If something happens to one spouse, how will the other surviving spouse be taken care of? I think all of these people, all of these pieces, plus your 401k value are what you really need to put together that whole retirement picture. We're going to get into all those in more detail during our interview today. Uh, what, what happens if you don't do this? What, what happens to a lot of people who get to retirement without having done anything you talked about, not having planned, not having done estate planning? What's the reality to those kind of people? Well, I think I think one of the worst things that happens is without preparing it for the for for these things on their own, they tend to make decisions based on what somebody else suggests, whether or not it's appropriate for them. And the problem is, you may be make you you may be making a bad decision based on somebody else's bad bad decision. You may be ill prepared. 
for the person that makes the wrong decision when they when to take their Social Security, they could be taken less of a benefit. If they continue to work during um, uh, in the early years of Social Security, say they take it at age 62, they take their Social Security benefit and they decide they're going to continue to work, they're going to be penalized. They may have to give a piece of that Social Security uh, back. People who don't understand their Medicare uh, benefits could find that they're going to be paying more out-of-pocket uh, health costs later on. People that are ill-prepared on the estate planning side could end up giving a lot of money back to Uncle Sam um, for not planning their, uh, their estate properly. Who can people rely on to help them make these decisions, which in many cases they're not really prepared to make? Is it just financial planners, or are there people who specialize more in retirement income, or who can they ask to make these decisions with? You know, there's a number of uh, trusted advisors out there that really make a great team uh, for people. Uh, certified financial planners like myself, you know, we're, you know I, I kind of look at myself as, as being the, the center of the team. Um, I kind of help people put together a vision of what they want for retirement. I take a look at their goals, their values, their dreams, take a look at their assets, and, and see what kind of work they need. Um, an attorney is also important. An attorney has got to be the person that's going to draft the documents to make sure that your estate planning is taken care of, that your durable power of attorney is, is, is done right, that your living will, that your uh, uh, health care proxies uh, are created right. So he's going to be the person that puts together those legal documents. An accountant is another person that, that should be part of the team. He can sit down and take a look and uh, see, make sure that everything that you're doing is done in the most tax-efficient way. So there's really uh, a number of specialists that can come together as a team to make sure that all of these uh, issues are addressed. Okay. Again, you've got to come out with a new book uh, called Retirement Readiness, Creating a Vision, Knowing Your Position, Preparing for Your Future. Just tell people how they can get the book before we start getting into some of the details here. Um, you can get the book at MikeBonacorsi.com. Uh, that's uh, my website. If you send me an email, we'd be more than happy to send you out a book. Uh, it's also available at Amazon.com. Uh, dot, dot uh, you can get it online, and most of the major bookstores have it also. And you said there's an 800 number as well where they can find it. Uh, 800-462-6420 is what you had listed. As a way yes, that, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that comes from the publisher, right? Right. Okay. So the first chapter you have is called See Your Future and uh, Dream Little Dream. H how should people, you know, when they're in their day-to-day -day work and not really think about retirement, dream ahead many years and, and be able to visualize what they need to be doing? Well, I, I think what happens is as you get closer to retirement time, it's, it's really a good idea to sit down and create that vision, how you want to spend uh, spend your retirement. You know, I, I suggest to people, keep a little notebook. Write down your thoughts. You know, what is it you want to do in retirement? And, and sometimes the easiest way to start off is what's the big the big picture of your retirement? Uh, I, I, do you want to retire and just walk away from work completely? Um, travel, uh, spend time with your family, volunteer, what, what is it that, that you want to do? So the idea is to sit down and start thinking about these thoughts. Now, one of the things about planning is planning is never set in stone. It's always flexible. So I always think it's a good idea to go back and review these dreams, make sure that, you know, it's, it's really what you want to do. The other thing is make sure that you sit down with your spouse, with your partner, and talk to them. See what their dreams are. See what dreams you have that line up. Make sure you're both kind of looking at the same type of uh, retirement. Or if you aren't, make sure that you can accommodate each other's uh, thoughts about retirement. I, I, one of the first things that came out with this book is I, I, I gave it to a few friends, and uh, both of them came back to me and they said, you know something? I never talked to my wife, I never talked to my husband about what he wanted to do in retirement. I had this vision that I wanted to, to do this or that, and I just assumed that the other one would follow. So I, I think it's really a good idea to sit down, put those dreams together, think about how you want to spend your retirement, take a look at how you'd like to spend the first five years, the first 10 years, the first 15 years, and, and, and kind of make a little bit of a timeline as to when you'd like to do certain things. Lately, a lot of people had planned had plans like this, 
And because the value of their portfolios dropped so much, they kind of had to throw the plans out the window and start over again, or they're going to have to work a lot longer. They just don't have the assets they thought it would have, even at the beginning of this year. What, what do you tell people in that circumstance? Well, you know, this is when you, you really have to sit down and, and reevaluate your situation. Um, it may be necessary that you continue working for another couple of years uh, at, at your current job to, to replace some of this money. Maybe you can't do everything when you wanted to do it. That's why you need to keep that flexibility in the plan. Um, so you have to be able to, to, to be flexible, to think about um, how, you, how you want to go uh, about with the, with, the, with the idea of these plans. Um, excuse are me you hearing, for a second. Are you hearing this from people, Mike, that people are expecting to uh, retire and because of the assets going down aren't able to do so? Absolutely, absolutely. And the idea is, are we going to extend our, our work? However, maybe we're going to have to work during our retirement time. One of the things I've seen happen over the last couple of years, and, and a, a lot of talks I have with people, is a lot of people will tell me they want to continue to work during retirement, but maybe not at the same job that they've been working. I know a couple that work six months a year uh, to, play, to pay for their winter vacation down in Florida. Um, they can't afford it uh, because of the uh, cost of living and everything else has gone up so much that they really don't have that money available like they, like they thought they might have. So what they're going to do is they're going to work to be able to uh, pay for those big ticket expenses. We're seeing people that are extending their, their uh, retirement. Instead of work, getting retiring at age 62, they're talking about maybe working to age 66, 67. So uh, these times certainly have made people rethink that, that position. We're going to go to a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Mike Bonacorzi, who's a New Hampshire-based financial planner who's come out with a new book called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing for Your Future. Uh, you can find out more about it at his website, mikebonacorsi.com. There's also a phone number, 800-462-6420, to find out more about it. We'll be back after this. All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Bonacorsi, who's a financial planner based in New Hampshire, in Amherst, New Hampshire. Uh, he's come out with a new book called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing for Your Future. One of the things you say is you should plan to remain active 
in retirement? Is this something that people often don't do? They don't have any activities designed to keep them busy, and that, that causes problems for them? I'm actually seeing, you know, I'm 55 years old, so I look back to a generation when uh, my grandfather and my father were, were getting older and they were getting to retire. And let's face it, my father was not the most active person. My grandfather wasn't. That generation wasn't particularly active. Um, there was a lot of time spent in front of the TV during retirement. Uh, and now, in, as we're getting into, these new, into this next generation, or the generations past them, I'm finding that more and more people are staying active. Uh, I, I like to run at night. I, I go to the gym. When I go out running at night, I see couples in their 60s, you know, people who are close to their retirement age, perhaps even retirement, at the, uh, at the schools walking around the track, doing laps around the, the shopping malls. I think we're a much more active uh, uh, group of people than we have been, say, 20, 25 years ago. And this activity will keep us younger during our retirement. We'll feel better. We'll be healthier. Our minds will be much sharper uh, during retirement. So I think activity, this, this physical and mental activity, are so important to keep us sharp um, and, and on our toes during retirement. One of the things you're saying about is the desire to learn. What, what are some of the educational opportunities people in retirement that they may not be familiar with? I'm seeing people going back to school, getting degrees that they couldn't get or uh, didn't get while, because they, they had to stop and, and raise families. I'm see, seeing people going back and getting certifications, uh, particularly uh, in, in the computer, the technology end. People are going back and getting certifications uh, for uh, uh, um, for practical uh, for practical learning, I'm seeing people going back to school to learn how to cook, to learn a language. Uh, there's so much available uh, on online uh, education that wasn't available before. You can take you can almost earn a college. In fact, you can earn a college degree right from your living room if you wanted to uh, online. So the availability of, of learning for people as they're getting into retirement and as they retire is uh, is huge, and people are taking advantage of it. One of the things you have in your book are worksheets uh, throughout uh, the book to mm -hmm. kind of help people implement your ideas. Uh, you have a chapter on creating a plan. What are some of the specific things you should be writing down in advance to plan for uh, various retirement activities? Well, I, I think, well, like I said, the idea is to sketch out some of the, some of the uh, thoughts you have as to how you want to spend your retirement. Um, once you get that, those down, uh, create a timeline. You know, plug in some numbers or plug in some ideas uh, along a timeline as to when you think you'd like to see things happen. Uh, the next thing is uh, start taking a look at your finances. Create a budget. Understand how much it's going to cost you to live on retirement. Understand which expenses you have are necessary uh, expenses and which expenses you have are lifestyle or more discretionary expenses. Set priorities uh, for your expenses. Make sure you get those necessary expenses paid. I, I always refer to necessary expenses are expenses that you need to stay alive and won't put you in jail. Um, you need to eat. You need to pay for the heat for your house. Um, you need to pay for medical expenses. These are all things you, you have to take care of. Uh, so make sure that you set that priority to take care of those first. Uh, then you can uh, create your discretionary expenses where you can have your, your dinners out, your vacations, maybe some recreation uh, time on top of that. Uh, and the other thing I, I think that's important is to create a, um, an idea of what you want to see happen once you know, once once you're gone, how would you like to see your estate handled? Where would you like to see your your assets go? How would you like to see people taken care of when you aren't there? On the expenses side, do you find people are often realistic or not realistic in what retirement expenses are going to be? Typically, you see retirement planning worksheets where they say your retirement expenses are going to be sixty or seventy percent of your working life expenses. Is, is that the, the correct rule of thumb today to use? Well. You know, the thing is, is that when, when, they, when they talk about that, they're considering discretionary expenses and, and necessary expenses. Um, one of the things is I think as people receive a paycheck every week, they really don't keep um, 
track of how much money they're actually spending uh, because they always know they're going to have another paycheck uh, coming in that's going to replace the one uh, that they've just spent. The problem is is that once you've retired and that regular paycheck is gone, it can be, a, it can be a, an awakening to realize how much money you're actually spending each month. So I think it's important that people really take a close look as to what they're actually spending. I recommend carrying a notebook around with you for, uh, for a month or two and just writing down every time you spend money, pay a bill, keep track in there on a day-to-day month-to-month basis and really get an idea as to how much money you're spending. If you're getting a paycheck every week, you don't think about the, the $3 you spend uh, getting a coffee, you know, the, uh, the extra time you might go out to dinner, stopping and picking up a cheeseburger or something like that. You don't realize a lot of these little out-of-pocket expenses that add up. So I, I think that people at time will be in for a bit of a shock when they realize that once that paycheck's gone, how much money they're really spending. So you're saying people are pretty much unrealistic in many cases about what... So assuming that, what level of uh, percentage level of retirement income expenses is it to working life income? I mean, again, I, I hear 60 or 70%. What is realistic today? You know, that, that, that's what, that's what uh, has always been a guideline uh, for people because once you leave work, you may not have a mortgage to pay, or, or, or once you retire, you, your mortgage may disappear. Certainly you won't have a lot of the deductions that come out of your paycheck. And it, it's still used as a guideline. Um, I, I kind of like to go the other direction. I would much rather see see how much money you absolutely have to you need each month to pay for your bills. What is it that you're going to need? And then determine out how much discretionary expenses we can add on top of that. Because people's lifestyle in retirement uh, may change. And it's also going to change from Maybe every couple of years, you may see a reduction. You may see an addition. We don't know what you know what medical expenses are going to cost people uh, later on. So it's hard to say you're going to need 60% of your current income to live in retirement when all of a sudden uh, a, a, an expense could come up and, and, and blow it out of the water, or you could actually have a reduction of expenses and uh, may find that you don't need that, that much money. So I, I think it's more important to start with your basic expenses and get Get that number and determine how much you want to add on top of it to come up with a, a realistic number to, uh, to live on in retirement. Now, what's been happening with people who are retired today is those basic expenses are going up a good bit, right? Energy and health care and uh, property taxes and other kinds of things. Is that something that people should be aware of and uh, you know, planning for? Absolutely, absolutely. Those those rising expenses are, are really going to be, um, I think, what what makes or breaks uh, a, a lot of retirement models. Um, your, your property taxes go up every year. Your your fuel bill probably goes up every every year. Your grocery bills are going up. I mean, you you don't have that many really set expenses. You might have a mortgage payment, maybe uh, insurance payments. Uh, there's a few basic expenses that you have that are going to remain the same, but you've got to be prepared for those expenses to go up, and you've got to be able to make adjustments and find a way to get that extra money to cover those expenses. I think that's why it's so, you know, that's why as we were talking earlier about people working longer because their, their 401k values are down, I think even if 401k values weren't weren't down, I think the idea of people working longer would still be a good, would be a good idea because it would delay taking money out of those retirement plans that you're going to need later on to uh, adjust for the cost of living rising. With interest rates where they are today, which in the case of treasury bills is zero or CDs, you know, one or two percent, very low interest rates, how can people who are retired or near retirement uh, make up for the higher expenses we just talked about in property taxes and health care and food and so on. What can they do uh, you know, when the investments they have, the safe investments, are yielding almost nothing these days? Exactly. Safe investments are yielding nothing, and risky investments are yielding, yielding even less, right? Right. <laughs> As you take a look across the board. Um, one of the things... I, I, I like to see people do as, as they're starting to prepare their their um, 
their income strategies is to take a look at what they may need for anywhere from a two-year to a five-year window of expenses. And to take that money basically and, and to set it to set it aside uh, and take a uh, an income stream off of that. This should cover you for the next couple of years. The rest of your money, what you're really going to have to do is try and find something that's going to get you some better yields, so you can build it up a little bit and backfill some of the money that you that you've taken out. You know, if, if you're going to be looking at treasuries, like you said, are, are yielding just about zero. Anything other than treasuries and CDs are going to provide you with. Um, with 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 risk, you have to sit down and determine: Am I willing to take a little bit of risk to get a higher yield on my money, um, or am I going to take the chance that because I don't have any growth uh, or, or any potential for any growth in my money, am I going to have to take a chance that um, I, my my money is I'm going to run out of money? It's it, it, it's a taught it's a it's a tough situation right now, especially uh, in, in these times, and, and people really have to have to weigh that. Uh, if it's possible, one of the ways you can make money last longer is take a look before you retire. Do I have any necessary expenses, any necessary debt I can get rid of to reduce my expenses? But at this particular time, it, 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 it certainly is a... Um, it certainly is a critical situation as to whether or not do I stay in something that's paying me no interest rate or do I go out and try and take a bit of risk um, and possibly see my account deteriorate more or over the longer term uh, possibly grow a little bit more. So is this the kind of thing that you help clients with? They come to you with these kind of situations and you can help them look on the expense side and the investment side to get the right mix? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think that's, that's the important thing. You know, for so long, uh, people who, who were working with investment people, uh, they've, they've always um, uh, worked with the idea of making our money grow, making our money, making our money grow. We're in a different situation now with 78 million people uh, getting ready to retire over the next several years. There's a lot of people who have to get into, get into that mode of balancing an investment portfolio or, valid, or balancing some type of strategy to make their money last while weighing it against expenses. And that's, and that's exactly what we do in the planning side. Very good. Okay, I'm speaking with Mike Bonacorsi, uh, who has written a new book called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing for Your Future. His website is mikebonacorsi.com. Phone number to find out more about his book is 800-462-6420. And I'll be back after this. All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. now. Toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Bonacorsi, whose new book is called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing for Your Future. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you, Jordan. The next area you talk about is taking inventory, and uh, how, how should people take inventory? This is not only of their money, but kind of their entire situation before they know what they need to do. Is that right? Absolutely. I, I think you really need to take a look and, and see where am I right now uh, in my life. You know, am I three years away from what I anticipate as my retirement date? Uh, how do my finances stack up against my anticipated retirement date? Um, do I really have an idea of what my Social Security benefit is going to be? Do I have an idea of how I'm going to pay for any medical expenses? Uh, what kind of bumps in the road do I see coming up? Um, is health going to be an issue for me over the next several years? Do I have a, a major expense or a situation perhaps I, I have a parent I have to take care of that I have to deal with? This is where you kind of take a, a 360 degree look around, uh, look around you and see where everything stands before you get ready to retirement. Let's look at some of those things individually. Social Security, for example, uh, for, particularly for baby boomers now, are you assuming that Social Security is always going to be there and they shouldn't worry about its, uh, those payments? You know, I, right, right now, um, I, I, I think for, for the baby boomer generation, I, I think Social Security um, you know, will, will be available to us. Uh, in the future, the next generation, um, it, who knows? But uh, I'm, I'm going under the assumption here that it, those uh, benefits will be available for us for the next uh, uh, through our generations. In an ideal situation, what percentage of one's retirement income is Social Security supposed to be? Uh, right now, it runs about uh, about thirty percent of um, uh, thirty to fifty percent of, of uh, a retiree's, retiree's income. Okay, because a lot of people, it's 100%. That's all, all they've got. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. A lot, for a lot of people, it is 100%. But it, in, in, in that perfect world, you'd want it in that number. And then, so you typically have three legs to the retirement stool. You've got Social Security, uh, 401k, some kind of a pension plan, and then your own uh, income and retirement uh, savings. What, what percentage should the uh, pension or 401k be? Well, you know, the, the problem is, is that the pensions have disappeared over the years. Um, there aren't that many pensions uh, left out out there. So if you're looking at um, uh, 30 to 50 percent, you know, on on Social Security, then you've got to look at your 401k and uh, savings or uh, extending work to provide to provide the rest of it. And, okay, and then savings and investments is supposed to be the other leg of the stool, um, separate from 401ks. Do you find a lot of people don't have enough in savings and investments outside their work plans? Yeah, I think, I think most people have have their savings in their work plan. They don't have uh, money on, on on the outside of that. Um, what we try and do is is make sure that people do develop a, uh, a savings plan or certainly some uh, some cash availability outside of their 401k to delay taking it out. You know, the thing you got to remember is that for every dollar you take out of your 401k, you're going to give back uh, a portion of it. It could be 15 percent. It could be 28 percent. It could even be higher. Uh, back in the way of uh, taxes, so it isn't a dollar for dollar withdrawal out of your 401k. On the Social Security front, uh, do you recommend that people uh, wait as long as possible to start collecting, or should they start? Because a lot of people, I don't know what percentage, but a very high percentage, start collecting at 62 the moment they can start collecting, even though they're going to get less. How do you tell people to make those decisions? You know, I, I, the first thing I ask them is, why are you taking your Social Security at, uh, at any given time? Um, I think a lot of people are in the habit of taking it at uh, age 62 because that's what, you know, perhaps their parents or their grandparents did because life expectancies were so much shorter then. Uh, you take it at 62 and you might have, you know, five to, to seven or eight years ahead of you, um, 
uh, in a shortened life expectancy. Now you've really got to stop and think. If I retire at 62, number one, am I going to continue to work? If I am, how much money am I going to earn? Am I going to have to give up a piece of my Social Security because of those excess, those excess earnings? Um, you've got to remember, if you earn basically over... Uh, $13,000 a year, uh, you're going to give back a dollar for every $2 that, uh, that you, uh, of Social Security. If you earn over $30,000 a year uh, at, at, at your retirement, uh, in the year that you turn full retirement age, you're going to get back a dollar for every uh, $3 that you earned over and above, uh, over and above that threshold. So you're going to, you've got to see if, it, if it's worth it. It's taking it early uh, versus being penalized for giving that money back. The next thing you want to take a look at is how much money am I going to get? Is Social Security, the difference is, can be about 25% between retiring at age 62 and, and full retirement age. So if you don't need the money early, why take it? Uh, the break-even point for most people is probably going to be between somewhere between 70 and 80 years old, uh, between 62 and 65. And a longer life expectancy, uh, there's a good chance a lot of us will make Make it to that age. There are some reasons you might want to wait until age 70 to take um, uh, Social Security. Number one, you'll get a much, much bigger benefit, and this can be particularly helpful if one spouse uh, is much, much younger than the other. Say the major earner uh, 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 of the household delays taking his Social Security or their Social Security to age 70. While a younger spouse, um, uh, while married to a young to a younger person, well, when the older spouse passes away, the uh, younger person will receive a much higher uh, survivor benefit. Um, so, survivor benefit could be a reason for taking Social Security, and if you do, you might want to wait till later years to take it up and take the bigger benefit. So you're saying, ideally, if you can do it. Waiting until age 70 is, is the best way to do it if you can kind of wait that long. Is that right? I, I think I, age 70 will give you the best uh, will give you the best payout. But once again, yeah, that, that will give you the best payout for yourself, and it will also give the best survivor benefit. So absolutely, if you could wait to age 70, if you can support yourself to age 70, I, I think you might do that, particularly if there's a difference in the ages, because you've got to remember that Social Security benefit will continue over two life, uh, two life expectancies, not just one. What happens with your actual clients? Do most of them take it at 70 or 62, or what, what is your actual experience? I'm finding that most people are taking it in the, the 65 to, to 67 range. Um, because, number one, they're collecting full retirement benefits at that time. Um, we're finding that a lot of, because of uh, ages, uh, the, survivor, um, the, the survivorship um, isn't, isn't as necessary uh, if, if they're close in age. I don't see too many people taking at age 62 because I'm finding more and more of my, my clients are either continuing to work, maybe they leave their original job, their career job, uh, and, and work on the side. Uh, you know, they might be working at a Home Depot or, you know, greenskeeper at the local golf course or um, uh, e even uh, bagging groceries uh, at the grocery stores. Uh, some people are doing this because they have to. Some people are doing it just to get out of the house. But for those people that are out there earning, uh, earning an income, we're, uh, we're definitely uh, delaying that Social Security benefit. You have a, a section of the book you call the Pension Disappearing Act. Um, is this a permanent situation that pensions are not going to be, uh, you know, the, the, the baby boom generation now is, is going to have fewer and fewer pensions, and what should people do about that? I, I tell you, the, the companies basically took the pensions away and have, have put the onus of preparing for your retirement on you. Um, and I think people really have to, you know, the baby boomers uh, and the next generation following us, certainly is going to have to step up their retirement savings to compensate that. You know, the pensions used to be a great safety net for everyone out there. You work at a company for 25, 30 years, you get a pension. It might not be a big pension, but maybe it covered uh, some of your basic expenses along with some Social Security. Um, and, and you could probably live okay. Um, 
nowadays uh, pensions have disappeared, and now it's up to you to save for your money. You have your 401k, and you know the closest that, that you're getting to a uh, uh, any benefit on that is is a, a company match of you know three percent, five percent, whatever whatever it may be. But outside of that, the requirement to save for retirement has been placed on you as the individual, and it, it's got to be a concern because now it's up to you to make sure that you're you're responsible for your retirement. A lot of people have not made the mental shift to that. They still kind of assume they're going to be taken care of by their companies and the government one or the other. No, I, I think I think people are becoming aware of the fact that you know here it is. Especially when I sit down and review with them a couple of years before retirement, and I say, look, it this is going to be our sources of income going forward. Um, you know, we have to make this work somehow, and we have to come up with a strategy or a plan to make sure that this all works for you. So pe- people are aware of the fact that, you know, there's kind of a two genera- three generations here that we have. Um, I meet with a lot of older people that still have pensions, and certainly they're in... Uh, they're in uh, decent shape. Uh, they've had pensions. They haven't had to take money out of their 401ks uh, in some instances. Basically, they're planning on passing that on to uh, surviving spouse, next generation, whatever it may be. Then there's kind of that hybrid group that started off working, and maybe they were promised a pension, but in the last five to ten years, the company said, hey, we aren't going to do a defined benefit uh, plan anymore. We're going to take that money. You can roll it over into your 401Ks, your IRAs, whatever it is. But from this point forward, you're going to be responsible uh uh, for your for your retirement, or we'll, we're going to stop the pension now and we'll pay you out a benefit, a small benefit uh, of some kind. So these people may have a small benefit uh, available to them, but basically they've had to save uh, money on their own. Then we have the next generation coming up or the next group of people, uh, you know, who have never had any type of pension, who have always been responsible for savings for retirement. And with that group of people, they, they're the ones that have it tough. And uh, one of the things that I'm seeing is not so much with the younger, with, with the younger generation, people in their 30s, uh, uh, 20s, 30s, even early 40s, but there's a group of people around 45 to 50 years old that I, I, I think all of a sudden they're realizing that, hey, I've got to start doing something about retirement and they've always been lackadaisical to this point, but I'm only going to be here for 10 more years, and somehow I've got to put something together for, for some kind of retirement. And, and that's unfortunate, but these people are, are, are way behind the eight ball. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this, again, is Jordan Goodman, your uh, host of the Money Answer Show. Uh, my guest this hour is Mike Bonacorsi, who is a certified financial planner in Amherst, New Hampshire. Uh, his new book is called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing for Your Future. Uh, his website is MikeBonacorsi.com, and the phone number to find out more about the book is 800-462-6420. And we'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. 
Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Money, money, up to date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Mike Bonacorsi, uh, who is the uh, author and a certified financial planner in Amherst, New Hampshire. Uh, he's written a new book called Retirement Readiness. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thanks, Jordan. One of your last chapters is called Bumps on the Road, Preparing for the Unexpected. Uh, what are some of the things that people might not expect, and how should they prepare for them? Well, I, I think one of the biggest uh, points in, in that section of the book is, is understanding uh, health care. Uh, I think health care is going to be the biggest uh, uh, expense for an awful lot of retirees out there, it, and certainly it's, it's, it could be... Uh, the one certainly the, the one thing that could trip up what could be a great retirement uh, in, in a flash. Uh, so what most, should I do about it? <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is number one, hopefully, as people you know start getting older, they start really paying attention to their health and then trying to live a little bit healthier. Um, you know, I, I talk about the fact that you know just because you take a handful of vitamins in the morning doesn't necessarily mean you're you're going to be uh, healthy healthy in a week. I, I think I think uh, preparing early, just like you do with your 401k, preparing a little bit earlier in life and really starting to pay attention uh, about your health um, is, is going to be a big plus. You know, one of the things is we're going to be living a lot longer. We're certainly seeing that. One of the downsides is is that we could be living unhealthy for a lot longer. We could have more issues in, in more costly uh, health care expenses as time, go, as time goes on. So, number one, it's important to understand where's that health care going to come from. Get an idea of what what your Medicare will cover. Take a look at the, uh, at the uh, supplemental plans that are out there uh, for Medicare. Does your uh, company offer any, you know, if you're one of the lucky ones, do they still offer health care benefits uh, after you retire? So you, you really have to take a look at all of these and see how that's going to fit in the picture. Are you Long-term care. Yeah, are you concerned about the uh, future of Medicare with what's going on with the Medicare funding situation right now? Yeah, yes, I am. I actually read a, uh, you know, read an article not too long ago that said Medicare has three times the issues that uh, Social Security has. So how um, should people plan on that? Uh, how can people plan? It, it's going to be tough. I think what you're going to have to do is you, you have Medicare out there that you're going to you're going to end up subscribed to. I think you're going to have to start looking at some of the uh, some of the private insurers out there uh, through the Medigap, uh, Medigap plans, and and take a look and see how you can supplement uh, that that health care going forward. Take a look at long-term care. A lot of people are going to, you know, uh, take part in some type of long-term care need, uh, whether it's uh, in-home or uh, in, in some type of uh, uh, hospital. They're going to they're going to need some uh, some care going on. So, I mean, insurance is, is the way you, you you try and offset that health care issues. So, do you think long-term? I mean, a lot of people would like to do long-term care insurance, but they found the premiums have gone up to levels they just can't really afford anymore, and the exclusions. It's just become a much less attractive uh, package than it used to be. You still think it's a good idea to do long-term care insurance? Yeah, I, I, I still, I still think it, it is. But I, I think what you have to do is you have to start looking at it at a different age. I remember uh, at one point uh, a number of years ago when when long-term care was first becoming popular, uh, we we weren't even looking at it for people and, and, until you know they basically got into retirement, 65, 70 years old. Now uh, we start talking to people about long-term care in their in their 50s, just just because we're looking at premiums. So the earlier you get it, the cheaper it is and the more affordable, and you don't have health issues because it is underwritten, and if you start having that's health right. issues, you might not be able to get it at all, right? That's right. That's right. It is an underwritten product just like all insurance, and the healthier you are, the younger you are, um, the better chance you have of getting it and certainly at a much lower premium. 
The next thing you talk about is the powers of attorney and durable powers of attorney. What, what is the necessary thing to do there? Well, I mean, right, right there what you need to do is, is that's where you want to talk to that attorney that I talked to uh, earlier. A lot, of this, a lot of these paperwork, power of attorney, durable power of attorney, uh, these will be important uh, later, on, later on in life. I mean, there may be times that you're unable to, um, to, to maybe make a decision for yourself or to, to sign something for yourself. Perhaps you're, you're laid up, uh, can't get out of the house or something. Uh, this will allow basically what you'll be doing is you'll be giving the uh, authority to somebody to, to make that decision or to make to take that uh, sign that paper on your behalf. So uh, these these are important, especially when you know as we as people get older and, and they find that they're in you know they're hospitalized or they do get into situations where um, they can't they can't make the, those clear decisions themselves. And then you talk about estate planning in your final chapter. Make sure uh, it goes where you want to go. We only have about three minutes left, but what are some of the key things they should do uh, to make sure that their estate is handled correctly? Yeah, the first thing is make sure you have some type of document that's going to direct your estate. Make sure you've got beneficiaries. Make sure you've got some kind of will, uh, a, a trust. Talk to your attorney. Find out which of those is the best vehicle for you, but don't leave anything unattended. Don't say, well, I'm not going to worry about the house. The kids will get the house, but don't document it somewhere. You don't want to see your assets going through the in, in, uh, in, intestacy uh, process. You want to make sure that you direct all the assets that you have to somebody, and an attorney can help you do that. The other thing you want to do is be aware of the, uh, the estate tax uh, limitations. In 2011, uh, they're going to drop back down again to a million dollars, and uh, that may create you know, issues for people going on. So you want to make sure that as you're looking at passing these assets on, you do it in the most efficient and tax-efficient manner. Are you finding a lot of your clients are not well-prepared in the estate planning area? They don't have the powers of attorney and wills done and updated and so on? I, you just hit it right in the button. I'm finding that most of my clients have a will or have a trust, but they haven't looked at it for years. So it, it, is a, it, it does present a good time to go back, revisit it, make sure everything is still the way you want it to be, that you know, you're directing the money to the same beneficiaries you want to see it go to, uh, that the same people are, are, are going to be recipients of your estate, and that you've included all of your assets. If there's been a change in your life, uh, particularly a divorce, you want to make sure that you change beneficiaries on life insurance, IRAs. That's a big problem. We see that happen a lot where all of a sudden somebody will find an old life insurance policy and find a, uh, an ex-spouse on there that, that's, that's going to be awarded uh, uh, a benefit that you know, wasn't intended to go there. Well, we have about a minute to go, Mike. Uh, just maybe just sum up the, the theme of your book here and how people can, if they plan correctly, uh, do better for retirement than they may be doing now. Really, I, I mean, the whole idea of the book is, is, look, at your 401K is important. It's important. That value is important because really that's what's going to pay your bills. But there are other things you have to consider. And everybody has a unique reason for making uh, their decisions and, and considering these certain uh, other topics of retirement. So what I really want this book to do is to is kind of, I tell people, it's like a little bit of a slap on the side of the head. Take a look at what you're going to do in your retirement. Take a look at your current situation and really plan it. Create a plan. Just like when you had your family, just like when you went through life, you always had a bit of a plan there. Go into your retirement with a plan in hand. Keep that plan close by so you can make it flexible. You can make adjustments to it as time goes up, goes by. Very good. Well, thanks so much. Uh, my guest uh, during this hour of the Money Answer Show has been Mike Bonacorsi, who's a financial planner in Amherst, New Hampshire. Uh, his new book is called Retirement Readiness, Creating Your Vision, Knowing Your Position, and Preparing Your Future. His website is mikebonacorsi.com. And again, you can find out more about the book at 800-462-6420. You've been a great guest. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks an awful lot, Jordan. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back again next week.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.